Hi and welcome to our latest One Church podcast. Our vision is to encourage, equip and empower you to discover a life-changing relationship with God. We hope this message will inspire you to discover your full potential. Thanks for listening. Good morning church. Wasn't that an amazing time in worship? As Roddy said, just another announcement that I want to emphasise, our Christmas special this year, um, and the reason I want to give it a wee bit of space is because it's a little bit different this year. Um, We wanted to put on something to say thank you to you guys, and to say thank you to our team who have been faithfully serving week in, week out to, to make things happen. And so it's a bit different from previous years. We've got the amazing Regis Banqueting coming to, to uh, provide the food and the Jiggered Kelly Band. And it's going to be a fantastic night for you to just enjoy it. So none of our team are going to be serving that night. Um, me and Gillian are going to put a, a team together with the young folks. Come on. And uh, we're going to serve you and hopefully you're going to have a great night. So. Tickets are available today. We've got a card machine. So for all you that are about to say I've got no cash, we've got a card machine and Gillian's going to be in the hub and the cafe hub after the service for anybody that wants to get their ticket because it's limited numbers because it's going to be a sit-down meal to start with and then the Kaylee afterwards. So get in there quick. It's going to be fantastic. One more thing. Um, I mentioned a, a couple of weeks ago that we had a viewing for a building and that went great. Uh, I'm not going to go into any more details, but this Thursday we've got a second viewing uh, with our team and with the trustees, and we're going to go in and light up the place. I don't mean light and fire, I mean uh, there's not many lights working in the place, but we're going to light it up and have a good proper look at it and just walk around it and pray over it. But our prayer hasn't changed, church. If this is God's will, let it happen. That's, That's what we've been praying from the start. And we're not striving for this, but God's got a plan and we want to align with that. Amen. So today's message has been on a painful journey for me this week, because up until a few days ago, I was bringing a completely different message. But I'm excited because I believe this is a word that we need to hear. So who's ready for God's word this morning? Let's pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. Thank you that you are moving among us this morning. We give you all the honour and all the praise. And Lord, we thank you for this honour and privilege to open your word and grow and encourage one another to be more like Jesus. So we pray that these words will impact lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to jump straight in this morning with my title. I want to speak today from the topic of growing pains growing pains. How many of you know there is a massive difference between the pain of growing and the pain of having a growth? There's a massive difference. I remember one time Gillian and I woke up in the middle of the night with severe pains and the pain was so bad we couldn't sleep and we spent the entire night tossing and turning and taking painkillers but nothing would shift the pain. But here's the thing, Although we were both in extreme pain and discomfort, the pain that we were going through was completely different. Gillian's, sorry, my pain was muscular from exercise and Gillian's pain 
was from an abscess in her tooth by infection. Two very different forms of pain, but both co caused by growth. Growing pains occur when your muscles are pushed to the limit, when you're put under severe pressure and the mus muscle begins to tear and grow. Although these pains are extremely painful, it's not something that you should be alarmed about because through time, that pain will eventually pass in your as your body adapts and begins to change. The pain, however, from having a growth is caused by something that shouldn't be there. A foreign body, an abscess or a mass. This pain occurs as a result of infection or inflammation and you shouldn't ignore it. It's important to be aware of the symptoms and if the pain continues, get it checked out. I remember when our daughter Leah was younger, she often would suffer from pains in her legs. And I'll never forget the first time it happened. She woke, woke, woke up crying in the middle of the night. And we didn't have a clue what was happening. And uh, she was in agony. She was holding her leg and shaking in so much pain. And we thought she had fallen out of the bed. We didn't know what had happened. And I remember thinking to myself, she needs an x-ray. Eventually, we got her checked out. And what we discovered was it wasn't broken. It wasn't fractured or dislocated. What she was experiencing was growing pains. And some of you here today are experiencing similar pains. And I don't mean physical. Some of you are suffering from spiritual, mental, and emotional pain. And it keeps you awake at night. And it causes you severe discomfort. And sometimes it can be excruciating. And as Christians, it's important that we know the difference between the pain of growth and the pain of having a growth. Sometimes we think we're damaged or wounded when actually God is stretching us and shaping us. But sometimes we think we're growing when actually under the surface there's something deeper going on that needs immediate attention. But regardless of what type of pain we're experiencing, so often the biggest question is, where is this pain coming from? Is this the enemy trying to infect me? Or is this God trying to affect me? Is the devil trying to hurt me? Or is God trying to shape me? And sometimes we get stuck in this battle of either or. Is this God or is this the devil? Well, today I want to speak to you about a third type of pain. A pain that's not either or, but both. A pain that God didn't cause you, but instead of removing it, he's now using it. He's using it to stretch you. He's using it to develop you and mature you. And sometimes it's excruciating because it doesn't make any sense. And it feels like God's abandoned us. So we begin to pray to God to remove it. But the pain continues. And as a church, that's a pain that we have experienced, all of us, haven't we? But I want to encourage you this morning because the Bible tells us in Genesis 50, verse 20, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what he is now what is now being done, the saving of many lives. 
In the last three years, there have been so many things that have taken the feet from us. And the pain has been horrific. But I want to assure you, God didn't cause it, but now he's using it. And we are coming through the other end stronger, healthier, and more developed. Amen? I want to look this morning at someone who knew this pain. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 12, verse 1. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 1. This is a letter from Paul, and he's talking about his own experience of pain. It says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know, but God knows. He's talking about himself here. Verse 5, I will boast about such a man, but I will not boast about myself except in my weakness. Even if I wanted to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain. So no one will credit me more than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from being proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded to God to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. That is why, for the sake of Christ, I delight in my weakness, in insults and hardships, in persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. Amen. Here we see Paul clearly telling us that the devil infected him with a thorn in his flesh. And the purpose of the thorn was to torment him. But this wasn't a physical thorn because he describes it as insults, hardships, persecution and difficulties. And three times he pleads with God to remove it. But instead of removing it, God says, my grace is enough. And my power is made perfect in your weakness. If you are feeling tormented this morning, hear this. God will never allow you to suffer more than you can handle. He'll never allow you to go through a pain without giving you the grace and the strength and the power to handle it, to cope with it. So whatever situation you're feeling right now, if God hasn't removed it, he's using it. If God hasn't removed it, he's using it. It means that there's something deeper happening that you can't see, but he's making you stronger. I'm not trying to make light of your pain this morning because the evil thorns of the devil can be horrific. They can cut you and they can cause you severe pain and harm. But how amazing is it that whenever the devil tries to inflict pain, God uses it for his purpose. Whether it's a relationship, a circumstance, or a situation out with your control, know that God is reframing your pain for his purpose. He's redirecting your pain for his plan. I'll say that again. God is reframing, redirecting your pain for his plan. I want to look at three purposes 
and Paul's pain that we can learn from his experience. The first thing he experiences is protection in the pain. Protection in the pain. One of the most painful things that we can hear from God is no. Isn't it? Three times Paul goes to God and he pleads with him to remove this pain. And three times God says, my grace is enough. If my teenage daughter came home from school and floods of tears and told me that she's just been dumped and I said, Leah, my grace is enough. (laughs) Can you imagine her reaction? She's going to think I don't care. She's going to be like, Dad, where's the love? Because all she wants in that moment is for me to remove the pain and fix the situation. But as a father... My focus is how can I protect her from more pain? How can she learn from this situation? Because the last thing I want is for her to go back into the same scenario and get hurt again. So as a dad, as painful as it is, I'm going to use this pain to protect her. But in the moment, she just thinks I'm being unreasonable. And you might not understand why God is stalling right now. But I guarantee you, his no is protecting you from more pain. If he is keeping you where you are, if he is delaying something, if he is stopping you from moving, it's because there's something bigger that you can't see that he's protecting you from. As I started to look at thorns in the natural, I discovered that one of the main purposes of a thorn And the stem of a rose is protection. I've never noticed before, but the reason that a thorn curves down the way is to protect the rose from unwanted predators. It's to protect it from anything that would kill, steal and destroy that rosebud. And God can see your beauty. He can see your potential. And he can see what you're becoming. And he will do whatever it takes to protect you, even if it means you're suffering for a season. So if the purpose of of a thorn is protection, what, why did God not remove Paul's thorn? And what was he trying to protect him from? Well, it says, to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. One of the biggest predators that will kill, steal and destroy any good seed in your life is pride. And sometimes God will allow us to suffer in order to humble us. Because as soon as we start to elevate ourselves and we think we know it all, we are at great danger of ruining God's plan for our life. Paul says, even if I wanted to boast, I wouldn't be a fool. I will refrain So no one will credit me more than he sees in me or hears from me because of these great revelations. What Paul was saying was God has gifted me with great revelation. He's shown me things and he's given me great insight. But if I try and take the credit for that, I would be a fool. So until I'm mature enough, humble enough and wise enough, God has left this thorn in me to keep me grounded. I remember a time when we were at 
in our season at college and I was reading my Bible and God showed me this incredible revelation. Something that I had never seen before. It was a, a, a verse that I'd heard a million times before, but the Holy Spirit gave me this fresh insight. And the first thing I thought was, I need to get this on social media. This is so good. I need to share this with others. But deep down, my pride was thinking, my Facebook's going to explode. This is so good. This is going to go viral. And I spent about two hours making up this graphic to illustrate this great insight. Then I posted it and I waited. And I waited about an hour, then I refreshed my page. And I could not believe it. After an hour of sharing it, there was no likes, no comments, and no shares. Then I thought, don't panic, Kenny. Everybody's at work. It's not that they don't like it. They've just not seen it. So I waited. Two hours later, I looked again. No likes. I waited another two hours. No likes. I waited two days. No likes. After babysitting this post for about two weeks, I had no likes, no comments, and no shares. Because whenever you take something that God has given you, and you use it to try and elevate yourself, God will teach you a painful lesson on humility. What thorn has God left in you this morning that's protecting you from pride? What pain have you been asking him to remove that's actually stopping you from becoming something that he never intended? Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed you can't take the credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created a new in Christ, us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do good, the good things that he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece. And he is developing something beautiful in his all. So instead of you asking God to remove that thorn, ask his grace to reframe your pain. And you will see incredible things begin to blossom. Amen. Number two is power in the pain. Power in the pain. The second thing that I discovered about thorns in the natural is removing a thorn weakens the stem. Whenever you remove a thorn from the stem of a rose, the flower instantly begins to deteriorate. The stem becomes weaker and the rose begins to wilt. And some of you are trying to remove that thorn yourself. But every time you try to remove it, you bleed out. It says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take this thorn away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is perfected in weakness. Everyone say weakness. weakness. God's power is perfected in your weakness. So the pain from Paul's thorn 
was actually making him stronger. I don't know what your thorn is today. But what you need to realise is, it's not the thorn that's making you weak. It's not the thorn that's draining you. It's your fight against the thorn. It's your resistance to surrender. It's your denial of weakness. Every one of us in this room has weaknesses. But none of us want to show it, do we? None of us. Because showing weakness is extremely painful. Admitting we don't know all can be excruciating. So every day we do everything in our power to avoid weakness, to cover it up, to hide it and bury it. Because we're terrified of others seeing our weaknesses. But what we don't realise is there is a level of God's power that can, be, that can only be activated in our weakness. It can only be accessed through our brokenness, through our vulnerability, through our fragile and fractured mess, through our lack of strength, through our lack of fight. When we're brought to our knees and surrender, when we put our hands up and say, I can't do this any longer. When we tap out and say, God, you win. You win, God. That's where God's power is perfected. In our most painful season of weakness, that's where we discover God's power. But this goes against everything in our, home, our human makeup because we hate weakness. What would it look like today, church, if our pride stopped trying to remove that thorn and we leaned into God's strength and drew from his power. Because removing the thorn isn't the answer. Recognising our weakness is. If God had removed Paul's thorn too soon, he would have bled out. Because he would have reverted back to his own strength and he would have became even weaker. So what did he do? He began to boast in his weakness. He began to delight in his difficulties. He began to say, this situation is beyond me, but I know a God. This torment is too much, but I know a God. And I want to encourage you today, whenever you are honest enough, whenever you are vulnerable enough and brave enough to recognize your own weakness, there is a supernatural power that we can access in. To, that we can tap into and draw from and his name is Jesus his name is Jesus how incredible is it that through our pain we can connect to God's power through his son Jesus through our heartbreak disappointment and torment we can unlock God's power and overcome any situation I believe when we stop striving church but surrender when we stop pretending and be honest, when we stop wearing a mask and open up, we will see God's supernatural power begin to move in our lives. Let's be a church who aren't afraid to show our weaknesses. Paul's pain gave him protection. It gave him power. And lastly, it gave him perseverance to see it through. 
as the team come back to play, I want to finish this morning and speak to those who have been on the verge of giving up. The pain has been so excruciating that you have been on the verge of giving up. You have been on the verge of quitting. Luke 13 verse 6 says this. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taken up space in the garden. The gardener answered him, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year. I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs this year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. Some of you have been faithful, but you haven't been fruitful. You've been faithful week in, week out, year after year, but you've not been fruitful. You've planted something in faith, hope, and expectation, and you kept coming back, and you kept coming back, and you kept coming back, But the pain of not seeing any fruit has been agonizing. Whether it's a relationship, a career, a vision, or a calling. And God wants to say to you today this, your tree is still growing. Your tree is still growing. Even though you haven't seen fruit yet, your tree is still growing. Paul had a thorn for 14 years and he begged God to take it away because he didn't see any change but he was still growing he was still growing and I believe all the hardships all the torment all the pain and disappointment what you've actually been going through is growing pains all the heartache loss and staying awake at night it's been growing pains and growing pains are a sign that something is alive and active it's alive and it's well when you are pregnant you can't see the baby but the pain and discomfort tells you that that baby is growing and the reason the pain has been so severe is because you are getting closer and closer to the birth of something new. And any time now, you are about to see the fruit. So don't quit, don't give up, keep pushing through, your breakthrough is coming. If we continue to humble ourselves and recognize our weakness, God's grace is enough and His power is perfected. Every one of your thorns has a purpose. When Jesus was crucified on the cross, one of the things that they did to One of the things that they did to 
torture him was they made a crown of thorns and pierced his head. But he didn't quit. He persevered and he pushed through. And that crown of thorns became a crown of victory. A crown of victory. And I believe one church with all my heart, we are going to see a victory. Because you are sitting in the company of miracles this morning. We have seen cancer disappear. We have seen marriages restored. We have seen addicts set free and families reunited. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We are going to see a victory. We are going to walk in victory. We are going to celebrate in victory. Let's stand church and give him all the praise. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen in. We pray this message has been an encouragement wherever it finds you. If you have found it helpful, why not share it with someone or leave a comment? To find out more and stay connected, you can follow us at One Church Scotland through our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Take care and have a great week.